You are listening to WTUZ Radio Podcast. Welcome to WTUZ Radio Podcast. I am your host, Rhonda. Uh, Now, today's episode or podcast is inspired by, y'all, I am just starting to uh, watch all of X-Files when it was really popular in the 90s. I didn't watch it. I don't know why. I'm a huge sci-fi fan. Just wasn't one of the things that um, I watched. So now you know it's in syndication. And um, I'm kind of watching it out of order. I really need to get back to watching it in order. But anyhow, nonetheless... Uh, Over the weekend, I caught an episode, and child, why was the episode you all talking about virtual reality? Okay, now, I tried to find the episode uh, number and season for you all, but it has like nine seasons, (sighs) so I couldn't find it. If I so happen to find exactly which one it is... I'll come back to this particular video and drop it in the description. But it was really, really interesting. Uh, It opened up with uh, Mulder and old girl. Uh, Scully uh, was chilling. I'm assuming it was Mulder's place. Yeah, it was Mulder's place. And these hitmen came out to take them out. Um, But before they did, Mulder's phone came on and uh, he got this picture message from the tech dude. Uh, If y'all watch X-Files, I forget the tech dude's name, but with the long uh, blonde hair with the glasses telling him that they know, they know, get out of there, get out of there. Okay, so it was like a scratchy message. So, soon after he said that, the hitman came to, uh, pulled up at, uh, Mulder's house. And, of course, you know, they're agents. So, they're with the Alphabet Boys. So, he heard that, and him and Scully got in a position, this, that, and the third. So, long story short, the tech dude that has sent him that message via his phone was already dead. He wasn't a living person. So long story short, family, the episode was about the ability to take your consciousness and put it into a virtual reality. I was like, child. X-Files were way ahead of their time. I say it was disclosure. Uh, Pretty much everything that I have watched with them, going back uh, to the very early episodes, I think I only got through season one when I was going in order. All of it, pretty much you can, if you've been, quote, quote, following the conspiracy community, pretty much all of that content, 
they built into the X-Files and of course with uh, some actual events as well. All right. So that one about the consciousness and being able to take the consciousness and put it into a virtual reality, child, you know, I set right the heck on up. And um, just long story short, uh, they had to go to this other tech lady that was living and she confirmed that's what it was, that they had built a virtual reality program that would allow consciousness to be uploaded in that world. And your consciousness could operate in that world. And so uh, they were like, it's like you're not really dead. Okay, because the tech guy had came back and kind of ran down to him. Yeah, it's like I'm not really dead. I get to eat what I want to eat. I get to do what I want to do. And he was naming some of the quote, quote, famous people that were also in this virtual reality realm. He said, but they don't know who they were in the real world. And so the tech guy, this is the tech guy that had transitioned that was over in the virtual reality world. I think, and I will have to go back and look at the episode, I think he was one of the dudes that helped, helped build this virtual reality world. So um, he was saying, I don't like it here. He said, they tricked us. It's not what they told us it was going to be. So yeah, I'm assuming he was one of the ones that built it. Uh, whatever the case may be, probably signed an agreement that if something happened to him, whatever the case, when he transitioned, that he would go to this virtual reality. So he said uh, to Mulder and Scully, you all need to destroy it. All right. So, of course, he gave them the instructions to destroy it. And so uh, the lady that had gave them the breakdown of the other um, engineer lady that the, the tech guy that's over in the virtual reality had referred Scully and Mulder to that was breaking down to him how the virtual reality worked. And child, it blew my locks all the way back because when she was mapping out that diagram, it's exactly the flow that we went over in the time travel documentation. Okay, because when she started mapping it out, I was like, <gasps> wait a minute. That's similar to what we saw in the time travel document. And I'm going to go over that flow again for the fam that wasn't able to catch it before. And when we were going over that time travel document, I said, and the rest of um, my co-hosts, we said, oh, okay, this, this is really the virtual reality. This is what they're building. And I said, more than likely, it's already built. Okay? Now, that was last year sometime. I can't remember if it was late last year or early this year. I can't remember. It was... Uh, one of the episodes on Mama Tara and the consciousness of her people. Okay. 
So that's why I can't even remember what episode to refer you all to. So that's why I'm going to go over it here at high level, uh, among a couple other things. So that basically blew my locks all the way back. All right. So I don't know what uh, year this X-File thingamajig came out. I'm assuming it was sometime probably the early 2000s because I'm uh, basing that on the phones that they had. Their phones wasn't like total smartphones like we have today, okay? It was like the early versions of, of a smartphone, all right? So that just totally, totally tripped me out, and it goes back to what I keep telling you all, that they always give disclosure of what they're going to do ahead of time. And I'm starting to think they give you disclosure probably 20, 30 years ahead of time at a minimum, at a minimum 10 to 30, I'm sorry, 20 to, 20 to 30 years minimum. But they do it through media slash television slash sci-fi. Because you can go back as far as they've been putting out sci-fi movies, and you can see some of the same technology we are using today, okay? You know, I don't have to go through it and name it. You watch the Jetson cartoons, you've seen all that technology that they're talking about coming out even to the flying cars. They already have flying cars out. They just have to figure a way on how they're going to regulate them. Okay, they got to get the FAA involved in all of that particular jazz. Okay, if you a Star Trek fan, you know that Star Trek and them, Spock and them, been using uh, the Apple Watches, all of that. Okay, um, the talking to people on the TV through, looking at them face to face, so their version of Zoom and all of that. That was back in the 60s. Although that piece of technology with talking on the phone and viewing people, that literally actually came out, I want to say, in the 30s and 40s. Uh, there, was, there was an article on it. So all of this stuff that I talk about in these series that, you know, old world tech hidden in plain sight, it's ever so true. Everything that they do, they literally disclose it to us ahead of time, in advance. They just bury it in the movies and the cartoons, okay? Uh, like I recently stated, they're not going to come out and say breaking news story. Here's the things that we lied about. X, Y, Z, one, two, three, four, five, six. It doesn't work that way. They're going to put it out there and it is up to you to use discernment to see what is truth and what isn't true, okay? And I also feel they do it that way, not only that it's called predictive programming, so meaning they are programming your consciousness and programming the socialization of bringing that technology to a uh, to the wider, broader 
society, but they also put it out there uh, as a disclaimer so early, 20, 30 years in advance to see who, who's really following it and to see who's really paying attention, what's your reaction, and kind of get a gauge what you really know. Do you really look at this as entertainment and sci-fi? Or do you really look at it as, mm-hmm, this is something that they're going to do? Or, mm-hmm, they've already had this technology and they're holding it and they're going to re-bring it back. All right, so with that said, let's get on uh, to a couple of things that I found. Because uh, Metaverse, as you all know, is he, it has heated up. You know, now everybody and their brother and the cousin and Uncle Nim wants to talk about Metaverse, okay? It's gaining steam, okay? Uh, You know, we've talked about it several times on the Thursday Live where they're setting up the financial system to profit and conduct commerce. Uh, they're setting it up where folks can literally buy digital assets and the virtual world. And then they can also buy digital and physical assets in the physical real world. They literally have where you can buy virtual digital land. I can't make it up. Uh, go look it up. There was a recent story where somebody supposedly and allegedly bought some land worth $400,000 in the digital uh, AI virtual world. And the plot was next to Snoop Dogg. So now I don't know if they paid 400K um, physical USD or if that 400K was in some type of... um digital currency money. I don't know how the transaction shook down. All right. So let's get started on an article. Uh, let me use a little technology here and bring this up. Uh, let's see here. Here we go. All right. So this is from freethink.com. MetaHuman lets you create photorealistic animated digital humans. And so it says, just take a look. These aren't real humans, I swear. Okay, so this came out in February of this year. All right? So they're showing a picture. Those of you, of course, that's on the podcast. Uh, you can't see, but uh, those of you that can see, you see these look like straight real people. Now, I remember a couple of years ago, they were putting out, um, I saw uh, an article regarding them creating digital pictures of people that weren't real. Okay, so let's see how they're planning to to talk about uh, use this in the uh metaverse world 
Okay, so it says, when it comes to virtual worlds, one of the most challenging things to create, rivaling real trees, which Eric Romberg, chief content officer at uh, Quick L wrote, is the most requested type of asset. Mm -hmm. Is realistic human characters, especially their faces. So peep game, y'all, you know right now, a lot of the virtual reality stuff, um, it's almost like cartoon-like-ish. Uh, once it gets advanced, it looks even more real. So taking it to this level, whew. all right, it says, but Epic Games may have created the best solution so far. They have released a new character created tool in Unreal Engine called Meta Human Creator that helps you render an almost endless selection of near photorealistic digital people. Up until now, one of the most arduous tasks in 3D content creation has been constructing truly convincing digital humans. Even the most experienced artists required significant amount of time, effort, and equipment just for one character, said Vladimir, VP of Digital Humans Technology at Epic Games. Okay, so those of you that play around in the um, gaming space and those of you that have played around with... Um, 3D modeling. Well, I'll just take that back. Those of you that play uh, play around in uh, gaming, and if you've been a gamer for quite some time, I'm not a gamer. Um, you have seen the evolution of the graphics in gaming grow. Uh, those of you that are 3D content creators or you create those digital assets, you know how much time and effort it puts into it is to create something just simple. Uh, like I said, I played around with uh, 3D content creation uh, with the um, intent of being able to print out on a 3D printer and child, my nerves, I just didn't have the patience to do that, which is why I don't program to this day. I don't have the patience for that. And I just wind up going and finding me a digital asset that someone else had created. So I wanted to that put that out there for the family that don't know, that don't understand. Each piece of digital asset that you see in games takes a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of time, okay? Takes a heck of a lot of time. Now, us old heads, <laughs> this, so you youngins, pay attention because they running this on um, syndication right now since this is the Christmas holidays or the heli days as I call them. Uh, they're running, um, not Frosty, because Frosty is straight cartoon. Rudolph, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, 
And then um, I forget the one with Heat Meister. But anyway, them, them clay animation cartoons. All right? So Rudolph is one of them. The one with Heat Meister, that one cracks me up because baby Heat Meister's hair takes me out every time with his little nasty attitude. And just the way they had his character and the way he flared up. Well, I remember, you know, as a little girl finding out that each one of those clay characters, each one of the movements had to be done by hand, painstakingly by hand, frame by frame. Okay. Now just think they were doing those movements. So somebody had to come up with the, make the clay model and then somebody sitting there moving it piece by piece. And then somebody, Snapping the camera piece by piece, and then somebody had to edit that whole thing. All right, so just think of how tedious they are moving it back in the day, piece by piece. Imagine trying to create the 3D digital character to look realistic so you can then put, put it into a computer program modeling to move natural, all right? So, and just as a side note, y'all got youngest that's into that gaming heavily, steer them towards uh, creating or, um, yeah, creating and building their own games, uh, steer them towards a quote, quote, career all right okay so but with that said okay so that barrier is being erased through unreal engine and we're thrilled to introduce meta human creator all right so um these characters were created in the cloud host service meta human creator an application where users can match and match feature options like hairstyles, skin tones, and eye shapes like a hyper-realistic Mr. Potato Head and fine-tune the nitty-gritty. What makes MetaHuman stand out from the rest is the high level of accuracy. Watching the characters move, the shadows and the wrinkles on their skin are incredibly realistic and subtly subtly move as the character talks or blinks the hair also moves naturally seeming like each strand is rendering individually ciao with tousled hair patchy beards and porous skin the details are convincing in the next video, Epic demonstrates how versatile MetaHuman is, starting with a preset character, an older man, and tweaking and adjusting the details until they have created a younger woman. So let's take a look at the video. Hopefully they won't get nasty with us and copyright us. Let's give it a um let's give it a listen. If I have to take this out, um, I'll leave a link in the description. But let's see what they say. Oh shoot. I am a meta. I am a meta human. 
the next generation of digital human powered by Unreal Engine. MetaHumans are high-fidelity digital characters created by you, the user, on our new content creation platform, MetaHuman Creator. I am fully rigged, ready for animation and motion capture, allowing you to work in context. With everything running live in Unreal Engine, my motion works seamlessly. On other characters, I have eight levels of detail and have been tested on a wide range of hardware platforms, from feature film to mobile. If you're interested in learning about my animation rig or high-fidelity deformations, built-on control rig, the new strand-based hair system via the groom component, or how everything is tied together and animated in sequencer, then have a look under the hood in this project. This is just a glimpse of things to come. Okay, child, they looked every bit human to me. Okay, uh, so. And, all right, so we talked about that. Users can adapt cheekbones, change the shape of the nose, and reposition the eyes. You can even change how deep you want facial wrinkles to be. If only we could do that in real life. Child, what you talking about? People are already doing their Botox. Uh, BDLs, child, they just going up under the knife, but <laughs> let me continue. All right, so watching the playback, one quickly forgets these characters aren't actual people. The details of human faces are incredibly intricate, and we pay attention to those details, says Derek Rowe, immersive filmmaker and creative director of Nature XR. In virtual environments, if there is a person, we are wired to look at their face and their body language. The cloud-based app allows you to create a metahuman with built-in programming to create lifelike movements and expressions in your browser without having to download software. Woo, baby! Wait a minute, let me back up. The cloud-based app allows you to create a metahuman with built-in programming to create lifelike movements and expressions in your browser without having to download software. Wow. This is especially useful for people who have a slower computer and instead you can work on the power server in the cloud. When you're finished sculpting your modern Frankenstein monster, you can download it to the Unreal Engine desktop app, instantly ready for 3D animation. The full program isn't available yet. It should be ready later this year, but for now, Unreal Engine is letting us play with two character samples. So, child, let's see. Um, child, let's see what this video is talking about. Hopefully, they'll let us use this. Child, let me see. I could be one of many. Je pourrais être architecte. Ou guide. un artista. You create the narrative. I am Meta Human. 
Making video games has grown increasingly costly up to hundreds of millions of dollars per game. And since creating people takes a lot of time, this human creator could save game developers a boatload in time and money if it is as simple and effective as the early release video showed. Okay, so that's a heads up to anyone going into um, a career as a content creator making these digital assets that they are moving it to software. Okay, so that means you better be looking to learn how to program that software or come up with your own software to generate these digital characters or come up with developing your own game. Okay, all right, so. When clients find out how much work it takes and how much money it costs to animate people in realistic enough ways that are valuable, they pull back and ask if there are ways we can do it without people, says Roe. Okay, so what they're talking about, I'm assuming, now I'm just assuming, because y'all know when they talk about in uh, Hollywood, the green screen, and how they show you where they have the actors uh, behind the green screen, in front of the green screen, rather, and they put them in those uh, digital suits so they can track their movements. And what as they're tracking their movements, so they can put in the backdrop during editing what particular uh, background they're going to use and sync their movements to the background. So I am assuming that's what they're talking about when they say um, how much money it costs to animate people in realistic enough ways that are valuable. They pull back and ask if there are ways we can do it without people. Okay. And I'm going to go even so far as to say, and this didn't come from me. I first heard it from another um, content creator who has a a pretty large platform, uh, Lovely T. I heard her say it first that they are going to start replacing these big Hollywood stars, so these actors, these singers, they're going to start replacing them with these digital robotic folk, which the robotic still can be digital behind the scenes. Okay? And I think that she's right. I think that she's right. Because if the technology is where they are saying this particular company, uh, let me get the company right because they deserve their props. It's the name of this company. Chow, I got to go back back up so far. Oh, MetaHuman, MetaHuman, my bag, MetaHuman, MetaHuman. If MetaHuman's technology is is as far as they say it is, and I believe them that it is as far as they say it is, then why wouldn't the folks that control Hollywood 
Why wouldn't they just create their own digital characters? Why wouldn't they just create their own digital stars? Hmm. Just something to think of. I think that's really where it's going. Now, whether or not they will tell us that they're digital stars, I don't know. Probably depends on how receptive the public is. And I think they're getting the public geared towards being receptive to uh, digital asset as stars. That's why, like Travis Scott, I think he was the first, you know, y'all correct me if I'm wrong, that gave the, the, the real big digital concert. I think that's why they're prepping the populace for that. Okay. I think they had a, was it that they had a digital concert? I can't remember if it was either with Whitney Houston or Tupac. It was one. One of them, it may have even be both of them, where they did a um, digital uh, concert, but except you could tell that it was digital, they were kind of testing it to me then, all right? But the Travis Scott stuff looked very, very realistic. So why wouldn't the next step just be to create literally digital stars? The only cost would be to create and build the actual character. So they would no longer have to go out and find this talent. So for singing and rapping, all of that can be done via the computer. Although folks say (laughs) that singing and rapping is being... (laughs) Done via the computer anyway. Now, now, that ain't no shade. I'm just saying what some people are saying. Okay? So, a lot of the products that you see today coming to aid any kind of development is focused on saving people time. I think MetaHumans is no different. It allows all creators, regardless of their budget, to hyper- Realistic humans in their virtual projects. Now, Chow, they are already creating metaverse. Can you imagine that you're so deep into the metaverse world and you get to meeting people, kicking in with people, and folks get to falling in love with folks in the metaverse world? And somebody just then totally created an avatar that's nothing like them. Although I guess you can say they can do that with or without this technology. Because you could just pick an avatar to do that. Which is why they got the public, in my opinion, comfortable with viewing people from an avatar perspective in the gaming world. Okay, so this stuff is getting really, really interesting. So that particular article is from um, Freethink. Meta-human lets you create photorealistic animated digital humans. Okay, so let's see. Um, I had something else 
I wanted to share with the family. We're going to get to, um, cause I definitely want to get into this virtual reality stuff. Uh, let's do a, a quick Neuralink update. Okay. Um, nope. Wrong thing, Rhonda. <laughs> okay. So the latest update on Neuralink. Okay. This is the one. Okay. All right. I thought this was, a, oh, I pulled the right article. Okay. So this is from Tech Times. Neuralink founder Elon Musk says it can safely start implanting its brain chip in humans by 2022. Okay. So, um, Elon Musk said Neuralink, a brain interface technology company he co-founded, is hoping to start implanting its microchips in humans next year. When will Neuralink be available? In a live broadcast interview at the Wall Street Journal CEO Council Summit on Monday, it jumped down. Um, Musk announced that Neuralink hopes to start implanting chips in 2022. Musk went on to say that they've been testing Neuralink in monkeys and confirmed that it's very safe and reliable. He also clarified that the Neuralink brain chip can easily be removed. We hope to have this in our first humans which will be people that have severe spinal injuries like uh, tetraplegic, quadriplegic next year, pending FDA approval, Musk said. Now, if they can do that, I'm not going to sit up here and lie. That's an absolutely wonderful and great thing. That's a wonderful and great thing. And I'm going to be honest. I think they had that ability to all along do that, okay? Because we know that your motor functions are controlled by your brain, right? The neurons and stuff in your brain. But let's continue. According to him, Neuralink has substantially higher standards than what the FDA usually requires when implanting the chips. Child, ain't like the FDA standards. Is that high? Any doggone way? So that doesn't surprise me. In must defense, I'm sure his standards are higher. In 2019, Musk hoped to begin human trials by late 2020, but it got delayed. Earlier this year, in February, he said Neuralink will start implanting the chip in people by the end of 2021. This time, it seems Musk is overly com uh, confident that trials will certainly kick off in 2022. Child, Musk is not known the best for hitting a deadline. <laughs> but at least he ain't years off. I think he has no choice but to hit the mark per se, on this one because they need all of this technology 
to roll out in a certain fashion because they all go together. Meanwhile, another brain interface company, Synchron, will also start its human trials in July 2022 and have already been approved by the FDA. Child. What will Neuralink do? Neuralink is co-founded by Elon Musk in 2016. Since then, it has been developing a chip. This chip in particular will be inserted into a human brain and will simultaneously or simulate or stimulate or no, 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 I'm right. And will simultaneously stimulate and record brain activity. So think about what I was telling y'all, how I opened up with the little X-Files episode where they had taken people's consciousness and uploaded it into the virtual world. So y'all get where I'm going with this? Recording of the consciousness. Um, metaverse. Uh-huh. But I'll continue. According to Musk, people who have Neuralink's brain chip implanted on them will be able to give orders to computers by just using their brains. This implies an effort to outsmart Child, let me sip this uh, water. Child. Let me just go on and reread that. According to Musk, people who have Neuralink's brain chip implanted on them will be able to give orders to computers just by using their brains. This implies an effort to outsmart Budding artificial intelligence industries. Child. So, artificial intelligence is based on human consciousness and computer programming. And they built into artificial intelligence something called machine learning, which is basically the artificial intelligence gets smarter by remembering the learned behavior of what worked and what didn't work and compute what future outcomes can be and do those future outcomes. So to put it in simplistic terms, think of Terminator, Nemyao. How them program machines got smarter and eventually programmed a consciousness of their own. So now they finna sit here and tell us that they want Neuralink to use human consciousness, record human consciousness, not only record human consciousness, but have human consciousness interact by co with computers because you wanted to outsmart artificial intelligence? 
Child. Let's continue. Although not specifically cited, this tech could help humans to have an upper hand should AI malfunction, which is a far-fetched idea according to most experts. Now, we already know what they say. Far-fetched. We don't believe, y'all. We saw Terminator, y'all. We saw Terminator 1, 2, 3, and 4, and the other offshoots. Is it possible, but not today? Moreover, the billionaire reiterated tons of times that Neuralink's brain chip is more than what the media perceive. He said it's made for people with paralysis. At the same time, it also allows humans to expand their abilities. So Musk, uh, what's their abilities? And what's this expand in the, uh, uh, in the quotes? But let's continue. Further, Neuralink's brain chip is also found to have medical application. Musk himself claimed that the chip they're working on would be useful in treating spinal cord injuries, brain diseases like Parkinson's, and neurological disorders. Still, experts were not convinced. As per Tech Time in 2020, Neuralink's brain chip faced multitudes of criticism. Critics are expressing their concern about the chip being openly vulnerable to hackers and or cyber criminals. Crypto.com's chief information security officer, Jason Lau, uh, penned the potential hacking dangers of Neuralink's brain chip, especially the whole concept of brain-computer interface tech. To Forbes, Lau said that the brain chip is still a computer and it would just attract more hackers to get into people's head. Regardless, the dates Musk have released are not yet official, official without an FDA approval. Well, they already said somebody else got approved, so why wouldn't um, um, Synchron got approved, so why wouldn't Musk get approved? Ciao. So again, this is from Tech, Tech Times, and this article is titled, Neuralink's founder, Elon Musk, says it can safely start implanting its brain chips in humans by 2022. This one came out... Uh, couple of days ago. It was last week, last week, because I remember dropping it on the page. All right, so now let's just get into how this stuff was patented, Pat patented, did, did, did. <laughs> Let me just make sure I pulled the right patent. Yes, I did. La-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee, fly. So let me do this. All right, so the fam that rock with us live, y'all know what I'm already going on now. Come on now. Those of you that are my podcasters, this is probably new for y'all, okay? United States Patent Application Publication. There's the patent number. So for the podcasters, uh, I'll give it to you. US 2009. 
slash or forward slash 023-4788-A1. The publication date was September 17, 2009. Okay, so y'all see the publication date on this patent that was submitted? Now, that's when the application was submitted. That's not when they were creating or developing the technology. That's when they just submitted the patent application. The name of the patent is Practical Time Machine Using Dynamic Efficient Virtual and Real Robots. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Now, we went over this entire patent either earlier this year, late last year. And we said, oh, y'all, they already got this built. This already built. Make no mistakes about it. It's going to come out within the next five years. And, honey, here we are. 2021, they telling you in 2022, they're ready to launch. Okay? So let's just read uh, an abstract of what this patent is about. Okay, so just, again, with the title, Practical Time Machine Using Dynamic, Efficient, Virtual, and Real Robots. As we are going through this, I want you to keep in mind what Metaverse is. I want you to keep in mind what Neuralink is. All right? So this is the patent uh, abstract. A method for time travel which allows an object or a group of objects to travel into the past or the future, as well as a method to cut objects from the past or future, and paste them to current environments. The present invention, called the practical time machine, requires teams of super intelligent robots that work together in the virtual world and the real world to generate a perfect timeline of planet Earth. I pause, let that sink in to your consciousness so I can sip some water as well. Don't that mess sound like out of a sci-fi movie? Is it metaverse about being able to operate in the virtual world and in the real world? Uh Uh-huh. Let's continue. The timeline of Earth records all objects. Now, y'all, of course, my locks was all the way blown back. Because those of us that are in on the esoteric spiritual side, we talk about everything being recorded as rec- and um as records okay we talk about that 
So that blew me all the way back. So the timeline of Earth records all objects, all objects, events, and actions every fraction of a nanosecond for the past or the future. A time traveler will set a time travel date. The time traveler can be one object or a group of objects. Next, atom manipulators are scattered throughout the earth to change objects in our current environment based on the timeline and incrementally change the current environment until the time travel date. Each atom manipulator is intelligent and manipulates the current environment as well as generating ghost machines to manipulate the current environment. So now, y'all, that they talking about metaverse, I know y'all, those of you that's following it closely, I know you hear them talking about them ghost machines. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Each atom manipulator is intelligent and manipulates the current environment as well as generating ghost machines to manipulate the current environment. Also, components of the practical time machine can be used to create technology for the purpose of building cars, planes, and rockets that travel at the speed of light building intelligent weapons, creating physical objects from thin air, using a chamber to manipulate objects, building force fields, making objects invisible, building super powerful lasers, building anti-gravity machines, creating strong metals and alloys, creating the smallest computer chip, collecting energy without any solar pattern panels or wind turbines, making physical DNA, manipulating existing DNA, making single-cell organisms, controlling the software and hardware of computers and servers without an internet connection, and manipulating any object in the world. So family, they're giving you the real playbook of the metaverse. Now, this just my opinion now. This just my opinion. This is the real playbook for the metaverse. And what's going to run it if you choose to participate, it's your consciousness. Okay? Let's continue. This fence didn't make so much sense to those of us that walk through this entire pattern. All right? We fenced them to get to the diagram. So they're telling you this entire box, that's the real world, y'all. This little box 
That's the virtual world. So you see this virtual world is inside the real world. Okay? So what they're telling you is that we're going to call each one of these stick mans, we're going to call them actors. All right? But each one of these actors have a function. So you have the human client. So let's say that that's, the, that's you as the person that want to participate in metaverse or, the, or that's you as you have your own uh, business or whatever and you want to build your own metaverse. This is the contractor that is going to manage the project to either to build your own metaverse this, um, and notice it says robot contractor. This is the robot architecture, architect, architect that goes in and literally kind of sketches out what that virtual world is going to be. So let's say, to get, keep this simple, you as the client, you say that you want this virtual world only to be a jungle. So the robot contractor and the, the robot architect is going to go in here and start sketching out specifically just at a high level drawing of what they think a jungle should look like. Then you have over here a team of robot workers. They're going to go in and make the virtual reality able to be used and played around with any changes that need to be made, any updates. Uh, that's what they're going to do. So think of the architect as like the one that sketches out the blueprint. That's what the architect does. Okay, no different than building a home. That's what the architect does. They render the drawings. The contractor is like the project manager to make sure what you, the client, asks for gets done. And these are like the workers that would build the house. But in this case, they would build the virtual reality environment. Okay. So um, they just show in figure one, and let me see if I can read this. Uh, I will have to go down. Let's see if they're going to give us some reading. Sorry if I'm making y'all dizzy. Dang, I might have to explain it, but I wanted to read it, to read what they say. And I'm not going to get too deep in this because, child, this will be a three-hour thing. I just wanted to give you a high level. Dang, y'all. Oh, it was so much. We went over so much, y'all. We went over so much. We went over so much. <laughs> uh, no, I guess we walked through it. Okay, well, I guess I walked through all of these diagrams. I could have sworn that uh, we read. I guess I, that was the end. That was just me explaining. Okay, so um, 
here again, they are showing you how the real world, they can copy what's going on in the real world. Now, remember up there, they said everything in the real world, a copy is made of it. And I couldn't think of that. Those uh, us esoteric folks that talked about everything is recorded on earth in the Akasic records. That's pretty much what they admitted in this patent application, that everything on the planet is recorded i.e. the Akasic records. All right? So they're just showing you in this uh, figure that, you know, the big box is the real world. And then uh, that this is a copy of the real world. And then you have a virtual character, the metaverse, the metaverse, the metaverse. Robot that will be able to jump between the real world and the virtual world, okay? Time traveling. So bringing things back from the real world to the virtual world, bringing things back from the virtual world to the real world. That's what they're essentially telling you. And they done already done told you up in Metaverse that you can purchase digital assets in the Metaverse, the virtual world, as well as purchasing those same assets in the real world. Okay? But it's really going to get deeper than that. Okay? They even got down to the level in this patent talking about a virtual world brain and the time machine brain and being able to map out between those worlds to pass back and forth data. Okay, and I'm going at a real high level family because I will be here all day and I don't want to confuse y'all either. Okay, so this particular one, uh, they're saying one of the, uh, the robot pathway um, is to go down, search the internet, and they're saying, for example, use Photoshop or whatever, because this is the virtual character's pathway. So search the internet, get photos or whatever, use the software, to render what you want from the virtual world and you getting that output and then it's brought back to the robot's way. Okay, so they're just giving you the specifics on how the robot is going to dip into the virtual world to get things, events, characters, assets, to bring them back into the physical world. That's essentially what they're telling you there. Okay? Okay, so same thing. Do the input. Results, input results, input results, input results. Okay? 
All right, so same thing. I was trying to see what else I wanted, y'all. Uh, yeah, 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 that's that. Uh, I was trying to get to the one where they talked about the people being involved in it. Um, this one, they're just showing you how you can have these different robots, real world, real world. Um, you see robot A, real world, I'm sorry, real world robot A, real world robot B, real world human B, real world robot E. And if you see the drawings, you see like robot A, how, here's the virtual world. Let's go back. Here's the virtual world. And they have this particular virtual world. They're saying it can be uh, broken up into groups. So in other words, there are going to be many scenarios, many different um, worlds. Probably there's going to be many different worlds in the virtual world. But even within one world, they're going to group different uh, scenarios and robots together. And then you can see just with robot A, how they have robot uh, A, robot B, and robot C. Um, and you could just see how all of them can interact between the virtual world, the time machine world, back to the virtual world, back to the real world. So that's what they're showing you in this drawing. So do you understand what they're saying? They're saying merging of the real world, a simulated virtual world, and merging up, not only merging of the two, of talking back and forth with each other, but also doing a time machine with going back in time and changing events and giving you events from the future. So in the Alphabet Boys paper on the study of consciousness, when they said that time does not exist, that time happens simultaneously, and the difference between the past, the present, and future is programming, hmm, find it interesting that now they're coming out telling you in this patent that they can do it. Okay, but what they're telling you so far in the metaverse is that they can, you can just talk between the virtual world and the real world. I think the hidden thing so far, and this is just my opinion, is this whole time machine piece. All right, um, so I was trying to find the one... Uh, this this one they talked about the uh, work done by the virtual characters, a simulated brain pathways to do for work user timeline of Earth, baby. When I tell you we spent some quote quote time, no pun intended, on this pattern, baby, we did. Because it blew us all the way back. I did not know they was going to go this deep into this, in this patent, but they did. 
So the simulated brain says, okay, so now remember, the simulated brain says uh, the simulated models, predicted models, timeline of Earth says timeline of the Internet, all events, actions, and objects on Earth, all knowledge, technology, and artwork. Then you have pathways to do work for users. So now do you understand why when they were talking about up in the abstract of this time uh, travel thing, that they would be able to change the timeline on earth? They would be able to bring events that are not known in the real world to the real world? Child. So y'all see where they are going with that metaverse? Now that's just my opinion. I'm just basing it on what they done put out there. So the timeline of the internet, they said all internet content, including all videos, website, music, software, applications, and so forth. So now people... <laughs> People, you done got your little nasty people pictures and stuff out. You know, y'all that was being in pervs, sending your body part <laughs> pics across the internet. And us old heads told y'all youngins, don't be doing that. Because that stuff lasts forever. And we told y'all forever, 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 ever. Child, now they talking about across multiverses. Virtual realities. So your nasty people's pics is straight up recorded. You clowning and showing your behind, doing your dirt. That's been recorded. <coughs> so if you don't have on recorded record where you didn't try to rectify, make amends, for messed up actions that you have done. Not so much the nasty pics. That's your business. If you want your parts. Surfacing among. Cyber world and child. Now we talking across the metaverse. That's your business. I am talking about any actions. That you have done. That have caused harm to others. And you have not corrected it and got it on record that's recorded that is also how karma comes into play yeah all that stuff is real 
And when I talk about sweeping around your own doorstep, when I talk about breaking generational curses, when I talk about going within, righting the wrongs that you have done, breaking universal laws, I find it very interesting that they're admitting that, yeah, everything's recorded. Uh-huh. This is, this is truly disclosure time, like I've been saying. This is the disclosure age. Nothing is hidden anymore. So you got that recording on you. All of us do. So you think you being nickel slick on some stuff? The universe knows, baby. The universe knows. See, you can lie to me. But you ain't fencing a lie to the universe. The universe got them receipts. The universe has it recorded. This stuff is deep. All right? So now they're just talking about uh, the internet content. But just up top, you see them giving you a timeline. Now this is Earth's timeline, past, current, and future. And see how they have it all on one line. But as the Alphabet Boys documents see it, they all run simultaneously and you can tap into one or the other. You just have to tune into the right frequency because remember, everything is being recorded. Our thing is being recorded. Okay. So in this particular circle, it's telling you the timeline of the internet all internet content, including all videos, website, music, software, applications, and so, so forth. All user activity, all computer activity, all server activities, plural. All physical aspect of user, service, computer, signal, transmission, software, programs, and so forth. Okay? So just like this timeline of the internet, just like this timeline of the internet is recorded, so is the record of the universe, a.k.a. the acoustic records of you, baby. It's recorded as well. So you can stand up there and think that you fenced in a lie to the universe. Oh, yeah. So, uh... We talked about that. We went over that. I'm just trying to see where. Um... So just real quick, they give you the roles of each person. And we talked about that with the contractor's uh, job is in the real world. To talk to the client, uh, tell the contractor what you want, uh, meet with the client as it's being billed to make sure that what you're asking is being built right. And then the contractor meet with the construction workers, which are really those robots, to make sure that they're building your virtual world properly. So that's what happens in the real world with the contractor. Okay? 
So in the virtual world, the architect, uh, talk to the architect, the contractor would talk to the architect to discuss how you, the client, said you wanted to build, will hire the robots to build it, and then um, hire the robots or the construction robots, I'm going to call them the construction ro robot workers, uh, to make sure that they're building it to the blueprint. So the architect creates the blueprint that they get from the contractor, and the contractor uh, hires the um, construction robots to build from the blueprint specifications. Okay, so I'm not going to go over the architect's role. We talked about that. Um, and as you can see, now they're talking about building a virtual world. They're telling you how Metaverse, and now we know Metaverse is already built. They're telling you how Metaverse was built. Okay? So they're telling you how that virtual world was built and how the interaction is going to happen between the virtual world and Metaverse world. Only part that has not been disclosed to the public is how the whole Earth's timeline and time travel will be um, factored in. And it'll be interesting to see if they ever reveal that to the public. Now, I could be wrong that they're going to build in a um, time travel. I highly doubt that I am. Okay, so we don't have to go through that. I was going to try to go to Yao. Um, I wanted to get to the one where they talked about um, like going from the human mind to the virtual world, but it might be too far into it. But I think, uh, hopefully you all are getting the gist of it. Um, okay, so they just showing you uh, inputs from the U.S. and Europe. So that was a clue right there in this patent that they were rolling this stuff out worldwide. Um, okay, I'm trying to get to... All right, so here they're going into the atom manipulator. Remember the atom manipulator in the abstract was the um, technology that's going to physically change... Objects, things in the physical world. Let me sip this water. Yes. Remember the atom manipulator technology will be the technology that would physically change objects in the real world. So meaning this atom manipulator can take something from the virtual reality and put it in the physical reality if it had not existed before. Hence, creating something out of thin air. Or something in the virtual world was a little bit different. So going to the real world, taking that something a little different, 
on an object that already exists and going to the real world and making that real world object now the same as the virtual world object that was just a little different. And notice that they said it can be done by targeted areas. Now, that Alphabet Boys document or study that talked about consciousness, they literally proved in that study that through your consciousness, you can create your physical reality. And how they did that, they literally had the uh, participants of the study think of an object. They had them concentrate and think of an object. They took an infrared light and they watched come under infrared light a hologram of the object that the person, the participant was thinking. So what I am saying to you, even this heavy technology that they are giving you now with going from virtual reality to real world and creating something out of thin air, you're already naturally able to do it. They proved it in the Alphabet Boys study of consciousness. And your consciousness is so powerful and unique. They did the study again. I don't know if it was the same with the same participants or different participants. But this time, as the participants were concentrating on the object that they were going to create, they interrupted them. And they put had the infrared light up. They saw the hologram shatter because they interrupted that thought process. But when they zoomed in on the shattered pieces, all of those shattered pieces were miniature versions of what the participant was thinking of. That's how powerful your consciousness is. So even with what they are telling you with this virtual reality going to real world reality and vice versa. Like I told you, it is based on you. It's based on your consciousness and that virtual reality metaverse will run on the participants who choose to play around in the metaverse. That's how it's going to run. Okay. All right, so I think um, that's all I want to go over because um, I can't find what I wanted to. It's probably buried deep within, and I don't want to make this long any more longer than it is. I wanted to get to, oh, this might be it. Um, this is it. When they talk about, this is where they tell you, and this is figure 26. Uh, those of you that are going to pull up this particular pattern, this is figure 26. 
They show you how they are going to merge your consciousness with their virtual reality. And as soon as I saw this, when they were talking about the human visibility and they talk about the five sense data, so what is it? Taste, touch, smell. And shoot, I can't remember the other two, but y'all know the five senses. (laughs) I had this problem last time too. (laughs) The five human senses. Okay? I automatically knew that's what that Neuralink chip was going to be used for. I automatically knew that. Okay? And here we are, fast forward, they're rolling out Metaverse, and then Musk is saying that they'll be ready next year to implant the Metaverse chip into uh, the human brain, okay? So in other words, that's going to give the living human the total experience of their consciousness being able to move from the virtual reality, the virtual world, the metaverse, to the real life reality. Okay? That's what this is telling you. Okay? All right. So it just goes a little bit more into details, uh, breaking down this diagram. So that's where I'm going to leave this because I don't want to get any deeper than that. I just wanted to give you all an overall overview of what metaverse truly is on how long they have been planning this and what it's really based on. Okay. So those of you that are interested in this patent It is really, really a good read, family. All right. Um, Again, the patent number is US 209 forward slash 0234788A1. And the publication date is September 17th, 2009. The name of it is Practical. (coughs) Excuse me. Time Machine Using Dynamic, Efficient, Virtual, and Real Robots. So just to close out, and the inventor is Michael Kiwak. They said out of Honolulu. So just to close out, I'm just going to remind you what the abstract is. Since we went over it all, so it can sink in. And you can keep this in mind as they are rolling out this technology over these next couple of years. Okay? All right. A method for time travel, which allows an object or a group of objects to travel into the past or the future, as well as a method to cut objects from the past or future and paste them to current environments. 
The present invention called the practical time machine requires teams of super intelligent robots that work together in the virtual world and the real world to generate a perfect timeline of planet Earth. The timeline of Earth records all objects, events, and action every fraction of a nanosecond for the past or the future. Okay, so esoteric folks, been been saying for years that there is something called Akashic Records on Earth that records everything. A time traveler will set a time travel date. The, the time traveler can be one object or a group of objects. Next, atom manipulators are scattered throughout the Earth to change objects in our current environment based on the timeline and incrementally. So remember, incrementally means small, right? Just itty bitty, itty bitty, itty bitty, itty bitty, itty bitty, itty bitty, and then boom, it's changed. And incrementally change the current environment until the time travel date. Each atom manipulator is intelligent and manipulates the current environment as well as generating ghost machines to manipulate the current environment. Also components of the practical time machine can be used to create technology for the purpose of building cars, planes and rockets that travel at the speed of light, building intelligent weapons, creating physical objects from thin air. So hopefully now, just based on the diagrams that I showed you, you get how they would be able to do that. Using a chamber to manipulate objects. Mm. Building force fields, making objects invisible, building super powerful lasers, building anti-gravity machines, creating strong metals and alloys, creating the smallest computer chip, collecting energy without any solar panels or wind turbines, making physical DNA, manipulating existing DNA, making single-cell organisms, controlling the software and hardware of computers and servers, without an internet connection and manipulating any object in the world. All right, family. Just wanted to, for those of you that I went through this before, this might even be my third time going through it. I am keep bringing it up for a reason because I want you to understand the true technology behind metaverse slash virtual reality and what it really means, okay? So, so far, the only piece that, not, that has not been disclosed to the public is the concept of time travel and how it's really being done. That notice I said how it's really being done, not that how it's going to be done. That's just my personal opinion. So hopefully this wasn't too confusing for you, family. I hope not. I hope you got a lot out of it. 
Um, if you not, are not subscribed to us, I encourage you to subscribe to us, share, and like. I wish everyone well on this Monday. This is Rhonda with WTUZ Radio Podcast. Peace and love, family. What? <laughs>